Hello and welcome to the Three Pints Betting Podcast with myself, James from the Betting Desk, Jerry from Jerry Taylor Tips and Tom from We Love Betting Gold. Uh, week two, um, some decent uh, results in the first week. Uh, if you boys just want to talk through your, your recap of last week, start with you, Tom. Yeah, I mean, it was decent. It was... Uh, how many? We, we had a goal scorer, didn't we? Query in the Nice game, which was 12-5. to 5. Um, we backed Nice as well, uh, minus a quarter, which came in the one two nil. I will be. I'll be honest. When I have lucky bets, I'll be um, just to kind of counteract the times where I get unlucky, <laughs> and uh, that was quite a lucky win. That because Nice were battered really for about seventy five minutes of that game. But uh, one thing you can kind of rely on with Christophe Galtier is his defensive mindset uh, his defensive setup just doesn't allow goals to go in the net and the, it was another clean sheet for them um, and if they're holding hold on games they've got the quality uh, to kind of pick teams off on the break and that's what happened so nice winner there um, we had overs in the Ipswich Bolton game which absolutely flew in early doors which was nice Um um, we had another winner, but I can't quite remember what it was. <laughs> <laughs> no, no worries, Tom. Jerry, yourself? Yeah, the cracking week. Um, four out of five winners last week again. Same as Tom, I can only remember a few. <laughs> I had Kilmarnock to win to nil, um, which was a good one. It was round about 64-31-20. Mm. And I had Rangers, Rangers to win the game and under three and a half goals, which was slightly odds again, odds against as well. So it was a cracking week. Uh, hoping for more of the same this week again. Yeah, myself, I had... Uh... A QPR draw no bet, they drew 3-3, so, so no damage done there. And obviously tipped up uh, West Brom to win an over one and a half goals. West Brom dominated the match, missed a penalty, and that cost me uh, uh, the stake there. But um, we can move on to this week, and, and hopefully we'll claim some more winners. Tom, do you want to start us off in France? Yeah, so back, back to France, and I'm going back in on Nice. Um, although they were kind of dominated for the... Large spells against Nantes. They're at home again here. A bit of a local game this on the Côte d'Azur against Monaco. And usually you'd kind of see these two teams and you wouldn't be looking at back in Nice uh, to win the game or to kind of avoid defeat because Monaco have been so good, especially last season. But this season it's a complete sea change for them. Um if you can remember towards the back end of last season, they were winning games and keeping clean sheets absolutely non-stop. Um, but this season, they've looked really shaky to me at the back. Uh, Nico Kovac, the manager's trying to play this back five um, with Guillermo Maripan, who was one of the best players last season, being out. Uh, they're just trying to cover the other defenders that they have, and, and it's quite a young defence, like so Badia Shield and uh, Axel Disati, who they signed from Ram. Uh, they just look completely shot of confidence at the minute. Um, Marseille absolutely dominated them uh, last week, and I think that Nice, with the attacking players that they have at their disposal, like Guerri, like Kasper Dolberg, Calvin Stengs, uh, they've just got uh, stacks and stacks of quality now. 
going forward. And yeah, they're back at home. And we just got to remember that Nice, they've yet to concede. So if I think that Monaco are going to concede, I think they'll probably concede two or more. Um, you've got to be kind of siding with Nice as much as you can. And it was really interesting looking at the prices for this game. Nice are actually outsiders, which really surprised me. Um, you've got to think that Monaco, I think they've had three, three losses out of four. Um, and just being deserved, deserved losers in these games, and especially in the uh, the game against Shakhtar at home in the Champions League to qualify, uh, they just couldn't get any rhythm in the game at all, and it, it's really showing. Um, and Kovac, I've never really been convinced by him. Uh, they did go on that good run last year, but when you've not got Voland and Ben Yedder kind of hitting the heights, then... Um, yeah, they seem to really struggle. So I like the look of Nice here. Um, but if you look at the prices, as I mentioned, I think they're just about a tick bigger than Monaco. So it's basically a game of the scratch start on the Asian handicap. Um, so the zero Asian handicap line. And you can get Nice um, zero handicap or effectively the same as drawn or bet. Uh, even money with mansion bets and a few others. Um, I'd probably take that any, anywhere kind of above 1.85, to be honest, because um, I, I think it should be a, a zero ball game, but I, I'd certainly have Nice as the favourites. So basically there, if, if you back this bet, Nice plus zero, it just means that if they win the game, you obviously you get your payout. But if it is a draw, which is a possibility, Gaultier last season with, with uh, Lille had plenty of draws. Uh, but they were really hard to beat. Um, so if, if it is a draw, you do get your stake back. So we get that nice bit of insurance on side. Um, so, yeah, that that's my first bet in France. Um, quite a big game, that. I think it's on TV too. And this one should be on TV as well. I think this is 4pm on Sunday. Uh, Marseille, host Rennes. And I'm, I'm happy to back the host here, Marseille. Um, at 2.05 bit of odds against there uh, I think that's with Unibet I just think that Marseille's start of the season has been really positive and their transfer window has really impressed me I think a lot, Nice and Ren particularly got a lot of uh, airtime in, in the French media for their kind of efforts in the transfer window but it's mainly because they're they're not really teams that you're used to uh, spending money and, and buying new players. Marseille did some good business as well. They've brought in Gwen Doozy, obviously, from Arsenal. Uh, a lad called Conrad De La Fuente from Barcelona, who's one of probably my favourite player to watch in the league. Um, whenever you're watching Marseille, keep an eye out for him on the uh, left-hand side. Absolutely rapid. He's just one of these players who you just old school winger who just gets at his men. Um, obviously, they've still got Dimitri Payet there, who should be back. Um, Milik, who's injured at the minute, but even though Milik is injured, there's a, a guy who's come in to the side. Um, I think it might have even been his first team debut last week at Monaco. Uh, Bamba Dieng. Uh, he was exceptional in that game. I was watching it and just a, a constant, constant threat. Uh, I think he's only 19, but he's built like he's 29. Um, really fast. He, he's 
movement and the timing of his runs was excellent. Uh, he was rarely kind of caught offside. He had six shots in the game. Um, he scored twice and he hit the woodwork twice. Uh, so he could, he could have really had four or five goals and that's not exaggerating. Um, he, he was exceptional and I, I think that this Wren team who are kind of a low on confidence after underwhelming start to the season um, I think they've won just one of five and that was at home against Nantes um, I think Dien could cause him a few problems and he's around 21 to 10 with Betfair to score any time um, I think that that's a cracking bet because he's going to come off that left hand side and, and kind of shift centrally the kind of if you look at how Jorge Sampaoli plays, um, they like to kind of not always play with a target man. So it was uh, another new signing, actually. Um, the lad that they got from Schalke was playing as, as kind of a false nine, and Dieng was always the man coming in off the wing. Uh, balls over the top, he was getting on the end of every single one of them, and he was kind of finding himself in one-on-one situations time after time. So, yeah, I really like Bamba Dieng to score any time uh, above 2-1. to one. But, yeah, I'm more than happy to take Marseille at the Velodrome as well. Um, their XG's been quite decent so far. And uh, if you just... It's more of an anti-Ren bet than anything. Um, they actually rank 16th for expected goals ratio, which is really poor. Um, they have signed Gaetan Laborde, which I mentioned last week, and he will improve them, but um, Marseille are a team who are really flying at the minute. They've got real threats out wide and they've, they've got goal threats across the pitch now. Uh, and once the San Paoli side kind of has a summer to kind of understand his methods, I, I thought they'd be a real force. So, yeah, at home, if you're getting odds against about Marseille, take them to win. Uh, but my goal scorer of the week is Bamba Dieng if he starts any time at 3.2. Thanks, Tom. In-depth analysis as usual. Jerry, what have you got for us? Yeah, thanks to Tom for giving me ample time to go through my notes to find the two missing winning bets for last week. Um, <laughs> over two and a half goals, both teams to score. Sunderland Accrington was a nice odds against winner. And the other one was over 10 corners between Annan and Stenhouse Muir, which was 65, 2.2. So wasn't a bad week. See if I can repeat it, repeat the trick this week. Yeah, going into Scotland first, guys. Um, looking at the Hibs versus St Mirren match. Um, Hibs have been going pretty well St Mirren they've only scored one goal in the league so far out of their four league games they've, they've got this habit of signing front men that you, you wouldn't rush to the bookies t- to put a bet on any of them really getting any double figures you know Eamon Brophy Lee Irwin Christian Dennis etc Curtis Mains there as well he, he's a streaky scorer but they've, they've, as I say they've not really been hitting the back of the net at all in the early um, stages of the season so Hibs you know, a good performance last week in the Edinburgh Derby against the Hearts. Both teams, you know, played pretty well for a nothing each. It was it was a very good game. Goalkeepers came out on top in that one. But Hibs should be able to take care of St Mirren here. I'm, I'm looking at um, Hibs to win to nil at 2-1 two with Skybet, which I think is a nice price, 3.0. Um, Hibs should have enough with Martin Boyle and Kevin Nisbet up top to nick this one. Whether, St Mirren, don't get me wrong, don't often get hammered. You know, they, they keep things tight. That's the way Jim... Jim Goodwin sets up for them, but Hibs at home at Easter Road, the last three games, the first two home games of this season, they've shot out Livy, 
Livingston and they've shot out Ross County. Um, and at the back end of last season, the last game of the season, they, they shot out Celtic at Easter Road as well. So basically they're three consecutive shutouts going into this in league games at Easter Road. So submitting with a lack of goals, it seems an obvious angle to come in from to get a nice price on the high bees. They're trading sort of, you know, somewhere around about four to seven. Skybet actually have got them eight to eleven to win the game, but I quite like to take a chance here just gambling that St Martin are going to score and get a nice price on Hibs two to one there. Um, my next one going into the Scottish Championship. Um, Queen of the South against Ardbroath. Um, I'm smelling goals in this game. Um, Ardbroath for being part-time have been absolutely fantastic recently. Um, their most recent four games have had four goals, four goals, three goals, four goals. And out of the 15 goals, Ardbroath have actually scored 12 of them. So they're going great guns. They're going to Dumfries away from home. Um, Queen of the South themselves... Traditionally, last season and this season, there's plenty of goals about their games. Um, they've had 15 goals in their five league games, so their games are averaging three three goals per game as well. We mentioned bet for over two and a half goals, you're getting uh, 4-5, 1.80. So just to put you in a picture, the two games that they played most recently in the league last season, um, up in our growth, it was 4-2 to Queen of the South, away from home there in our growth um, at Gayfield and, it, and the game in March and Dumfries finished two each so both these teams tend to go for it Alan Johnson's teams are always attacking Queen of the South and Dick Campbell's you know a really good team spirit there and he's added a couple of I think Joel Newbles, one of the players up front that's been banging in a, a few goals for them but there's goals throughout their team so our both have been on a great run so I can't see anything else but goals in this game guys um, so that's that's quite a strong fancy there for, for goals, both teams to score certainly, but I'm just going to play it with over two and a half goals there at 4-5. The third and final game in Scotland I'm looking at is Cowdenbeath and Forfa. Um, I actually watched Cowdenbeath play last week at Albion Rovers and it finished 2-1 to Albion Rovers, but it was the type of game that it could have been a three each. It was pretty end-to-end, especially in the second half. Um, not so much the goalkeepers were brilliant but there was missed chances and the guys put the ball past the post quite a few times or there could have been a lot more goals in that game Cowdenbeath have got two decent strikers in Chris Wren particularly Liam Buchanan he was quiet last week but he's already scored half a dozen goals at least in all competitions this season in the few games we've had so Cowdenbeath are always good for a goal especially at home Forfer started the season pretty well they've been scoring a few goals as well so I'm looking at both teams to score in this one. Um, four to five, 1.80, we bet three, six, five. Just the way the defences are in League Two. The two defences I watched last week and these ones as well. Um, four for lost lost last week to Sterling Albion, but they've, they've shared the goals in quite a few games this season, four for. So I can see both teams getting on the score sheet here at four to five. Thanks, Jerry. Uh, I'll dive in with an EFL pick now. Um... Without trying to copy Tom from last week, I'm going to take Lincoln versus Ipswich over two and a half goals, uh, 1.95 with bet 365. If you look at Ipswich, um, they are struggling. Uh, They've seen both teams have scored all six league games over two and a half half goals in uh, all six league games. They've also conceded two goals in every league game. On top of that, they conceded twice uh, to West Ham under-21s in the Papa John's Trophy uh, this week. They conceded one to Newport in the League Cup. And their pre-season friendlies weren't any better. Three to Millwall, three to Colchester, one to Palace, which means their only clean sheet of the season was Dartford in their opening uh, pre-season friendly. Uh, Paul Cook's under increasing pressure. 
Uh, he's come out this week and said that his team was soft touch defensively. Uh, I think he looks a bit clueless. I, I can't really see what their tactics are. Uh, they try and push the fullbacks high up on the pitch. Then they don't don't play a defensive holding player, which means that when the midfield two then push forward, uh, attacking teams are, are, get the ball, turn and look at straight at their, their two centre-halves. Uh, Cook was arguing with the fans after the West uh, Ham defeat midweek. That's never a good sign. Uh, there's definite pressure on him. You look at the fans' forums, they're asking questions. Should he be sacked? Is it too early to sack a, a manager after sort of six, seven league games, given the amount of money they've spent uh, and the pre-season optimism by the fans? Uh, they've brought a new goalkeeper in uh, who conceded five on his debut. There's a new centre-half pairing uh, in Edmondson from Rangers uh, and Burgess from Accrington. Uh, they've played two games together. They were on loan at Oldham uh, together three or four years ago, and they played on Saturday against Bolton. I think they've now conceded 10 in two games. Uh, granted, they are from two different uh, setups. Um, but the main thing is that the British team don't look fit to me. Uh, Paul Cook was very big in the summer about buying big characters that could handle the pressure, getting out of League One. Uh, you don't get turned over by five at home if you've got big characters in your side. Uh, I don't know if the players... Don't know what has been asked of them uh, or don't know how to do what's being asked of them. Um, but it doesn't look great. Uh, Attacking-wise, they've got lots of quality. Um, you know, Burton Selina should start on Saturday. Uh, Macaulay Bond on loan from QBR has got four and five starts. Uh, Carl Edwards, uh, who's a great dribbler of the ball and looks to make things happen, should be fit. Uh, Wes Byrne, who's hit a bit of purple patch with assists and the goals, would also play, I'd imagine. And they've got players like Piggott and Norwood and Caden Jackson on the bench. So scoring shouldn't be an issue for Ipswich. And I do think if they click, they could they could, they could could get a number of goals in a game. But the problem is they just don't look like they're going to you know, keep a clean sheet. Um, they regularly concede four or five you know, minutes after scoring. That's happened three of the last four games. Uh, Lincoln, an average start at the start of the season, one, two, drawn two, uh, lost three. But they've scored in five of their seven matches. A uh, decent point midweek against Rotherham, who I think will be there or their bats coming in the season. They thumped Cambridge 5-1 uh, last Saturday. 10th uh, uh, for XG, sorry, 10th for expected points in the league, which is not too bad. Uh, 1.2 XG. Uh, no sides had more shots on target and a second for shots on target in the box. Uh, and given that Ipswich concede, one of them have one of the worst shots on the target in the box conceded. I can't see Lincoln not having chances and not being able to get on the score sheet. Uh, and given that Ipswich's poor defensive record, I think it's a game that has to have goals. I can't see Paul Cook changing how he plays. Uh, I think he'll still try and push his two full-backs up. Um, they've signed Morsey for Middlesbrough, but he's still suspended, so it'll be the main, the same two, uh, Harper and Evans in midfield. And I think Hooper, Maguire and Scully will cause problems for Ipswich. I think there's plenty of space behind the Ipswich full-backs to expose. Uh, and I think there'll be goals. Ipswich will look to attack, as will Lincoln. So over two and a half goals at 1.95 is a price I'm happy to get on. I'm surprised it's that high given Ipswich's record, um, but I'm happy to back that at that price. Tom, do you want to look at your EFL bets? Yeah, yeah. I've got to say I really do like that that angle in. Um, I've, I've watched Lincoln uh, at Bradford in the Cup earlier this season. And they, they were so so good in front of goal, and Scully is a tremendous player. I've been so impressed with him this season, and um, 
the likes of Theo Rainey who they've got a loan from Man City. It's just classic Appleton uh, using the loan market really well. And uh, yeah, they're kind of free behind Hopper, uh, are seriously impressive. So I can see goals uh, at both ends there. So yeah, don't mind that. Um, but I'm I'm going to um, go to the Championship first for my pick, and it it's quite a kind of straight bat. Um, West Brom away uh, at Preston. I'm taking West Brom to win uh, five to four with bet three six five. Um, you also get this early payout offer with bet three six five, which is uh, pretty handy. So if your team uh, goes two goals up. In the match, they'll, they'll just pay you out there and then. Uh, so even if they ended up losing 4-2, uh, you bag yourself a winner. And Bet365, the best price. Uh, they're actually odds on with a, with a few bookmakers, which is uh, in, interesting. Uh, whenever you're kind of looking at the weekend coupon at this time, um, you, you do kind of find these discrepancies. And I, I think they'll go off around even money, uh, maybe a shared of odds against. But... Yeah, 2.25, I'm more than happy to take on them. Um, we, I, I mean, I was sweet on them uh, midweek against Derby, and that game was incredible, really. 25 shots to four for West Brom, nine on target to, to nil. <laughs> so it was, it was pure one-way traffic for, for the baggies. And, you know, it's, it's just one of them where eight, eight kind of 90... 95% of the time, they win that game. Uh, the XG count, 2.45 to 0.13. It kind of says it all. Um, they, they go in most most times. Uh, you're at least going to score one goal. And uh, I think away from home with the pressure off a little bit more, um, I, I do fancy them at Preston. Not too keen on Preston this season, I've got to say. I know they've got that. That late equaliser at uh, Bramall Lane against Sheffield United, but I just don't think there's. A, I just think the the golfing quality in terms of, of managers mainly in this game is uh, very stark, and uh, I'm a massive fan of Ismail. Um, just plays really effective football. Uh, West Brom also got Grady Dean Garner back in the side, which is a huge boost. He was excellent by. Uh, uh, the match reports that I've seen. And uh, I, I quite like Jason Malumbi to come into this team. Uh, take Jake Livermore out because he's not really providing anything, I don't think. He's not a goal threat. He, he doesn't offer any creativity. Uh, he's not even the best presser, which you need to be in this West Brom team. Malumbi's more all action, offers a goal threat. So wouldn't be surprised to see him partner Alex Moore in midfield. But uh, I just think that we, we all know what, what threats they've got from set pieces, from throw-ins. Um, they've got decent options off the bench with uh, Hugill, who I think will be a really good player for them this season. Had a quite mixed review so far. Stodgrass, who's got a decent delivery on him. And Phillips, who can play all across the front line. Um, I really like Callum Robinson as well at this level. I think he's excellent, so... If they can kind of get that balance right again, um, I think that they should be odds on against most teams in this league, especially against a team like Preston, who I just can't really see much coming from them. And if you just look at the XG alone in the league, I mean, West Brom are right up there. Uh, 17 expected goals for, 6.6 against. So they're really limiting 
uh, opposition to quite quite few chances uh, most games, which is also a positive. So yeah, I just kind of playing the numbers here, playing the data. West Brom to beat Preston at two point two five. Tom, um, I think uh, sorry to interrupt. Uh, I was doing a bit of research during the week, and I've seen that West Brom have had double the amount of shots from set pieces than any other side in the championship. <laughs> that, that's that's classic. That's exactly what I expected from them. And the way that they play, that I mean, they should just try and get corners and try and get throw-ins. That they, sh- they should aim the ball out wide all the time. Um, but one thing that's kind of bugged me a little bit with, I mean, I've seen it with Birmingham against Derby uh, in the live game on Sky. How much time gets wasted with these throw-ins? Uh, you're waiting a minute sometimes just for a throw-in to come in. Given how many throw-ins there are in games, uh, you'd hope for yeah. a bit more time. But uh, West Brom kind of burnt there, probably. Um, kind of wasting their own time a bit. And they didn't get the breakthrough against Derby. But, um, yeah, more, more often than not, they're, they're going to win games if they perform like that. And uh, I expect them to go up probably with Fulham. Uh, at the end of the season and yeah I had Preston quite low in my rankings in a relegation battle my opinion has not massively changed on them so far either um, didn't they not sign Connor Wickham this week yeah yeah I mean I mean, that's just he, he's just one of them. he's never fit is he <laughs> no he's one of those players who you just expected to be on a yeah, on a free transfer just waiting for a club and uh, from from the responses that I've seen to that, I mean, fans are like, we might as well just get someone in. Because um, Preston, they have a lot of kind of attackers, but not really a, a proper striker um, after losing the likes of Stockley. So, yeah, uh, it, it'll kind of do a job for them, but whether he's fit enough to start, I, I highly doubt it. Um, but, yeah, like, man, I'm... My bet there is just West Brom to win. Uh, just go to League One for the next best. So some people might kind of turn the nose up at this because uh, it's a team that's won all three home games this season. I'm going to go against them here at Crington, uh, hosting Wigan. I'm going to take Wigan, draw no bet at 1.93 with Marathon. Um, I think bet Victor uh, 1.91. So you get anything kind of above 1.8, I think that's fine on Wigan. Draw no bet here. Um, I've got massive respect for Accrington. Um, uh, I've, I kind of have them as a mid-table League One side. No, nothing kind of lower than that. Um, they've always kind of exceeded expectations. With the with the budget that they've got there, I mean, unbelievable recruitment job by John Coleman and Jimmy Bell. I think they work really well together. Um, probably should be manager of the year, year in, year out in that in that league for what they do with Accrington. And they've got some great players, especially the lads up front with uh, Bishop and Charles McConville. Um, but I just think that they'll kind of regress. If they finish mid-table, I still think that's an unbelievable achievement for Accrington. But they're coming up against a Wigan side that um, I'm really keen on this season. And um, mainly down to the manager and Liam Richardson, who I thought did a great job kind of in awful situation last season. Managed to keep Wigan up. And he's been rewarded because 
have been able to splash the cash a little bit in the summer. They brought in Charlie White. They brought in Humphreys. Um, they brought in a couple of lads from Portsmouth, Watmore, and uh, Tom Naylor. Both just real, real solid signings for the league. Kind of top quality League One players in my book. Experience. They know what the division's about. Um, and I, I just think they're going to be a team that's going to be so hard to beat this season. Defensively, I think they've been excellent. Uh, a really good shape whenever I've watched them play. And yeah, I, I just see them as a team that are going to lose probably five or six games all season. So whenever you can kind of get them with a draw on side like this in a draw no bat um, against a team that I think are weaker than them ultimately, uh, I'm going to take it. Um, if you just look a bit deeper into Accrington, actually, they've won the first three, as I mentioned, at home, but they were against highly favourable opposition. Doncaster, who are really struggling right down there. Uh, I think they've probably picked up a point so far. Uh, Cambridge, who many people had down as the 24th in the 1-24, to um, I think I did. Sorry, Cambridge fans. Um, Shrewsbury. Um, Shrewsbury, who, who started really poorly, actually, and uh, a lot of problems there as well. So it, they're, they're games that I expected Atkinson to win, ultimately, because I, I rate them higher. Uh, this is a game where I don't rate them higher than Wigan. There's going to be a decent following from Wigan, no doubt. It, it's not much of a trip. Um, both Lancashire based, and they'll be packing out that kind of a way end. They'll probably have more fans in Atkinson. Um, so the the kind of um, home advantage factor, I think, is diminished. Uh, if you're kind of adding 0.2 of a goal in terms of uh, home advantage, I, I'd just write that off personally. So I'd, I'd, I'd say this is kind of a game on a neutral venue. And if this was a game at Wembley, for instance, Wigan would be 5-4. to four. Um, So you're getting kind of 2.8, I think it is about them. Um, I think that's brilliant price. Uh, Accrington have had the only decent team, really, they've come up against is Sunderland. They weren't bad in that game, but they did lose 2-1. And, um, yeah, I just look at the options that Richardson has up front because uh, you can rely on them defensively. And then you've got the likes of Humphreys, White, Will Keane, who's been one of the best strikers in this league in terms of scoring late goals. And Callum Lang, who's really uh, live where I know Jerry will know a bit about him from yeah. his time at Motherwell. Um, yeah, he's probably too good for Motherwell. And, um, Definitely. He's done, he's, yeah, he's done really well at Wigan. I'm, I'm glad he's getting a start. I think he got a new contract as well. So, yeah, I really like Wigan. Um, I can see why people make the argument for Atkinson, given the home form. But you, you look look a bit deeper and see who they've played. Um, and it's three nothing teams. Uh, so, Wigan... Uh, draw no bet, 1.93. So, again, same as that nice bet earlier. Money back if it's a draw. And if they win, uh, you're going to take um, a nice winner at 1.93. Thanks, Tom. Jerry, do you want to dive in with your FEL best bets, please? Yeah, it's a good segue. It's a good link from what Tom's been talking about. It's the same game. So, the, the Accrington Stanley against Wigan. But the good news for listeners is we've got a chance of both landing the bets in this one. Um, I'm going for both teams to score and over 2.5 goals. I bet that served me well in the division last week with Accrington's away match at Sunderland. Um, as, as Tom alluded to, you know, Accrington have been going pretty well. Yeah, they're 
first three sort of home fixtures have been quite favourable with Shrewsbury, etc. But one stat stands out. They've scored in all eight of the last home uh, league games, so they're good for a goal at home. I think like Tom's thinking, I think ultimately Wigan will be too strong on the day, so I'm kind of hoping for both for sakes it's going to be a 2-1, but as, as Tom alluded to, the, the firepower at Wigan, I, I get the impression there's a lot more to come for this Wigan squad, this Wigan side under Liam Richardson. I'm not saying they're playing with a handbrake on, but there is a few players that haven't really got going yet, like Charlie White, you know, for goals. Obviously, Will Keane's been scoring, but guys like Jordan Jones, who I know from up here in Scotland, they played with Kilmarnock. Um, yeah. and then he went to Rangers but I kind of spoke to a lot of Rangers fans when he signed and I told him on his day he's unplayable um, but yeah. you know that, that might come once every half a dozen games the other five games you could take him off at half time sub him you know so if, if he gets going in that division you know he could be a good threat but I noticed he's been on the bench of late but Callum Lang as well he's he's going to uh, score a few goals with a full season in this division for Wigan, I'm pretty sure of that. So I think they've got firepower all over the place. They've got max power in there as well. So they should nick this one, but I'm hoping there's a few goals. I can see Accrington Stanley scoring. Wigan's defence has been not too bad, but Wigan, I don't think they've scored more than two goals in a game, but I'm sure, you know, once they get up to full throttle, um, I think there's more players that can contribute to the goals there. So I'm hoping this is a lively encounter, much like the... Accrington game at Sunderland last weekend we get at least three goals here so over two and a half goals both teams to score it's 11 to 8 generally um, 2.37 you can get that with most bookmakers in League 1 in England and my final selection James is um, same division AFC Wimbledon against Plymouth um, I'm going to go for over three and a half goals here, 85 to 43.20 with Bet Victor. Um, AFC Wimbledon's last three games have been a wash with goals, four goals, four goals, then seven goals. They've got 10 different players, I think, that have scored so far in the league, so they've got goals all over the pitch. Plymouth have scored in the last five league matches as well. They've got Ryan Hardy um, and Luke Jeffcott, so... I think they've both, both scored five apiece in all competitions. Kieran Agards there is a good backup as well. He's coming off the bench, I think. So that's a game I can really see there being quite a few goals in there. I can see both teams scoring. It may be one of these games guys want to have a look at for both teams to score in both halves. I really fancy this for quite a lot of goals, but I'm going for the over three and a half goals option, 85 to 40 with Bet Victor. Just before I finish off, James, just a wee reminder to guys listening, if they want to go on my profile on Twitter, Jerry Taylor Tips, um, we've got the my, my Telegram channel and that's where we can jump all over the early Scottish prices early in the week when there's a few wee ricks from the bookmakers, a few of the members are already on two early selections from this week that we've beat the, the closing line and we're going to beat it quite um, handsomely, so fingers crossed that the teams play ball with that one this weekend. Thanks, mate. Um, I've just got a couple of bets that I want to talk through. Uh, first bet, League One. Uh, I'm going to take Burton, draw no bet at Crew. Uh, I did tip this up in my Telegram group uh, a few days ago. It was just over even money. It's now down to 1.8, and I still think that's not a bad bet. Crew, I'm worried about Crew this season. Uh, currently have two points, uh, haven't won a game, lost four of the six games they've played, scoring just two goals. Uh, against Shrewsbury and Cheltenham, who aren't particularly you know, two of the greatest sides in the division. I've got them bottom on expected points uh, and just a 0.7 xG. Um, they're fourth from bottom on shots on, shots on target ratio, uh, and they're having just 1.67 shots on target in the box per game. 
Uh, it doesn't look great. They've won just four of their last 13 games at home. Um, I feel sorry f- for the fans, really. Uh, Charlie Kirk's gone, Perrion's gone, Ryan Whittle, Owen Dale, Harry Pickering, Pickering and Omar Beckles. Uh, if you look at the amount of appearances those guys had last season for them, you know, 37, 44, 41, 41, 15, uh, 41 appearances, those guys were, you know, quite instrumental in, in their you know, relatively good season uh, they had last term. Uh, you know, Kirk, six goals, eight assists. Uh, Owen Dale, 11 goals. You just, they haven't really replaced them. Um, with any kind of quality. And I just, you know, I just don't think they're a particularly good outfit. I think they're unfortunately sliding towards relegation. Whereas Burton and uh, under Hasselbank have been excellent, I think. Uh, start of the season well, won three, drawn three, lost one. They've already beaten Sunderland, uh, who, you know, were the anti-post favourites for, for the title. Uh, they played 32 games under Hasselbank. Uh, they've won 16, drawn eight, lost eight. But away from home, they've excelled. Uh, it's now 1-9, drawn four, lost two. The two games they lost were Oxford last season and Cambridge this season. Uh, if anyone's seen the Cambridge game, uh, it was possibly one of the most bizarre games I've ever seen. Uh, Burton actually generated 3.29 xG and Cambridge generated 0.41. Yet Cambridge went up one three nil. Burton had 18 shots, eight on target that day. Uh, Cambridge actually uh, took advantage of two own goals from Burton. Um, so if you take those two games, they conceded seven against Oxford. So seven goals between the Oxford and the Cambridge match over the back end of last season, start of this season. They've only conceded 11 goals in 15, their last 15 away matches. Um, so they've only conceded four other, you know, four other times or four goals. Uh, and for me, this just looks too good. Not too good to be true, but really quite strong stats there. Seventh on expected points, eighth on X, XG ratio. Uh, they're leading the way on shots on target in the box ratio. I know they've got a few issues around centre-backs. Brayford suspended. Uh, which means they'll have to have another reshuffle um, to, to, to cover that. Um, but with Chapman brought on loan recently and, and hemming up front, I think they'll have too much uh, for a poor crew side. Uh, and I, I can't see them losing. Um, so for me, at 1.8 with bet 3.65 is a decent way in. You know, if the, the game does end a draw, we'll get our money back. But I do fancy Burton to, to win that game, especially with the record they've got. Uh, the last game I've got is QPR versus Bristol City. No surprise, over two and a half goals at 1.93 a bet, Victor. I think QPR will be fun to watch this season. Um, they've scored in all seven of their games. They've conceded in five. They've scored one and a half or more in five of the seven. Uh, they've conceded one and a half or more in four of the seven. Uh, five of the seven have gone over two and a half, five, and both teams to score. You look at their XG, 1.2. Uh, for 1.32 against. They're a side that's open. Uh, they try and play it from the back. And if we saw the game against Bournemouth uh, midweek, uh, they got caught. At times, they can be naive. But they've got pace in their side, and that will cause problems for a lot of opposition. Gray, Dykes, Austin up front are really good options. Uh, and I think, they, you know, they do look to attack sides under, under Warburton. And I think they will. Uh, and I think, they'll you know, they their games will generally see goals. Bristol City are reliant on their away form. Uh, I think they've now got the worst 
home record in the EFL. They haven't won for 14 matches now. They drew 1-1 again tonight. So that's 14 home matches without a win. Um, away from home, 1-2, drawn, uh, drawn zero, lost one. There's been 2-1, 3-2, 2-1. So again, plenty of goals. Um, given the fact they are struggling at home, they do need to win away games. And they are starting to do that. You know, Pearson has a nice setup. Um, he has a game plan, has a system, has a process. And he won't deviate from that, I don't think. Uh, and with Wyman and, and Nicky Wells up front, they've got good options. They did start with Chris Martin up front uh, t- tonight. Um, and I just think he's, you know, he's ideal setup really for, for the other two, um, you know, to, to play off him. Um, I, I can't see uh, any way that this game won't have goals. I think Pearson's tried to go for a more attacking lineup this evening, um, playing two up front with Scott just tucked in behind. Uh, and I think that will be a quite open game on Saturday. I'm quite happy to take the over two and a half goals at 1.93 with Bet Victor. And I think that wraps our bets. Anything else, boys, before we call it an evening? Yeah, I quite like your button selection there, James. Um, Kane Hemmings is just making his way back from injury and um, he just got a goal last time out, I think. So I, can, did, see yeah. him really, I can see him getting on a roll for Button. So I like that pick you've got there. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's quite, we've, we've sort of gone a bit, bit, bit deep on League One, but I think that's where the most uh, solid bets look this week. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd tend to agree. There's, I, found, I found the championship card quite quite tricky, to be honest, apart from that West Brom player. But um, yeah, the, the, there's always some value closer to the time in these kind of leagues, especially when there's been kind of a midweek round. You'll get a few changes in uh, formations and in uh, players. So if you're kind of a fan of the goal scorer bets and stuff like that, uh, keep an eye on the team lineups and you, you might get yourself some decent value. Yeah, just remember us too, Tom, when there's 80 to 1 shots going about, just remember your friends. Guys, just before we call it an evening, just remember that we all have our own subscription services. You can find us on Gambler. Um, but Tom, Tom's with uh, We Love Betting Gold, myself, James at Betting Desk, and Jerry at Jerry Taylor's Tips. Try and find us on Twitter and uh, Twitter. Uh, have, a, have a look at what we're about um, and come join us. Uh, I think this, this evening you've seen that there's some value um, that will go out to our private members group before uh, the podcast where our members can jump on at decent, uh, good, decent prices. So there is some value of joining. Um, yep. But in the meantime, I hope you're enjoying the podcast. So we'll be around most weeks, if not every week doing this. So uh, please do listen and I hope you enjoy it. All right, guys, we'll call it an evening. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys. Take care.